Welcome to In Other Words. I'm Susan Scher, your host of In Other Words. And my guest today is Clint Moore. Clint, hello. Hello, how are you, Susan? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. One thing, now Clint is a Georgian native, and we're going to talk about a book he wrote in just a second, but Tybee Island is mentioned in it quite a bit. And I know Tybee Island. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. I'm about four hours from there. Tybee Island is an island off of Savannah. So Clint's book is called Sweet Afton, and who wrote the poem? Burns. Burns, okay. Robert, Robert Burns, Burns, yes. Yeah. Flow gently, sweet Afton, among thy green braids. Flow gently, I'll sing thee a song in thy praise. Now, there's more to it, but it is a touchstone. I'll read you the blurb that's on the back. It says, looking at John Calloway's life from a distance, some might say that he's living the dream. But in a flash... Ominous skies overtake the calm seas of his charmed world and threaten to capsize his life. So we're dealing with a very successful businessman who has everything money can buy. And he's got a, a love of his life wife and a beautiful daughter, seven years old, whose name is, not surprisingly, Afton. Now, where does the Sweet Afton come from? Where does it originate in the book, you know, in your story? In my story, it was a favorite of the the main character's wife's grandfather. Anyway, John Calloway. Now, this guy is almost unreal. He is, he, he is raised with money, and yet... Mm-hmm. He is raised to still have a sense of responsibility and be a normal person. He is not raised with entitlement. And he's taken this summer class on uh, Tybee Island and meets Molly. They met and everything was, was beautiful and perfect. And that's the point, isn't it? It's a, to show the contrast of what happens yeah. uh, a few years later. Now he's got a partner, then he's also got, I guess we'd call her an assistant, but you know how the, these executive assistants are. They really run the show. Mm-hmm. So That's right. anyway, John goes through what a lot of highly successful business people do. They get caught up in, their, in the rat race, basically, and mm-hmm. ignore their family. And this mm-hmm. is a common story. You hear it all the time. And John realized that he's done that. Mm -hmm. So when he realizes this is really bad and he has to do something about it, what does he do? He suggests a a getaway for the two of them. He he reached back into their past, the place where they were happiest, and that's what he decided to do as a surprise for her and as a way to rekindle their marriage and try to, you know, pick up some of those pieces that had been lost and they have a general idea of what direction they're going to head, and uh, they're going to be back in two weeks. It was just going to be a spontaneous adventure. Which it was. Mm-hmm. They had checked the weather, and they knew, you know, in Florida, anyone that's been down there, the weather can change quickly. I mean, there wasn't a hurricane in the in the forecast, so 
they weren't overly concerned with a you know a rain shower or thunderstorm. But well, uh, they're on an island, uh, you know, for a couple of days, and they have the, the boat moored off uh, off the coast a ways. And during a, a heavy storm, the boat breaks loose and gets away. Uh, John, in an effort to salvage the boat, dives in and, and swims for it, and they become separated. Uh, John has sustained a, an injury to his leg. An open wound mm-hmm. at sea. So one thing compounds on the other, and it becomes a, a very dire situation, and the mm-hmm. two are separated. It, it seems pretty hopeless. Now, the couple that they rented the boat from, they start to get quite worried, and that is eventually how Molly is rescued, right? It is. The owner takes it upon himself to, to look. Right. Anyway... John, long story short, of course, because this is a happy ending, does eventually get rescued. They bring him back. But John determines at that point not to ever risk losing his family. That's right. Yeah, it took this, something like this on this magnitude for him to realize that it it wasn't about how much you could acquire to be truly happy, but just how little it takes, you know, to find Mm -hmm. true happiness. And what was really important, he, or, or the, he comes to the realization, you know, he's got so much. I mean, he's got everything that a, mm-hmm. a, a man could say that they, they, they felt successful about. But at a point in this book, he's got a half of a bottle of water. And at that moment, that's his most precious possession in the world. Right. I mean, because that represented right. life to him. So that was more valuable than any amount of money in the bank. It was just that. So... What prompted this book, Clint? You know, Susan, I don't. I, I had gone through several uh, relationships back to back over a period of maybe ten years, and you know, things didn't work out how I thought I wanted them to at the time. <laughs> I sat down on New Year's Day, uh, 2013, and started typing, and it. I didn't I didn't intend on it to be a book about a relationship. I didn't intend on it to be a book about sailing or you know or boats. But it kind of it incorporated all of that and I, I think I I built the ideal relationship in my in my mind and in my um, or what I would have liked to have had uh, okay. at that time. What now, I thought was reasonable. Let me let me ask you something. What did you think you were writing? Maybe a redemption piece. Uh, I, I think I, it was more therapy in my in my mind to to, to hammer all this out, you know, in word. But I, I I've always liked adventure stories. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. marooned or shipwrecked or survival in the wilderness, things like that. So I had yeah. that in my mind. But I thought, how do I get a person to that? Okay, you were married when you started writing this. No, I was not. Uh, I had just uh, come out of a relationship. I had written about half of it uh, before I got married, and then I finished it after afterwards. So what you were writing, your purpose pretty much was to figure out why you kept getting into relationships that were wrong for you. Correct. And I think I was about 22 or 23 chapters in when I mm-hmm. met 
my wife that I'm married to now, I put the book down. I mean, I think I thought, all right, I did what I was supposed to do. But <laughs> it worked. I put it away. Yeah, I put it away, and it sat for about a year. And she got a hold of it and read what I had written. And mm-hmm. uh, she said, you've got to finish it. So, um, and you can actually feel the mood of the book change several times. And I think it was, you know, based on the mood, you know. So she actually <laughs> sent the book into a publisher. And the publisher wanted it with 20 chapters done, and they contacted me immediately. So where did you start? I mean, had you written The Shipwreck before you were married? Uh, Yeah, I had gotten to that point. And actually, the book had a different – I had kicked the story around in my head for a couple of years uh, before Mm -hmm. I ever started writing it. And it was basically a book about a man in a shipwreck. And, you know, the the rest of the story evolved, you know, on its own. Uh, When I sat down to start typing, it was – I started with the preface. I knew eventually there was going to be a shipwreck in the story. I didn't know whether it was going to be in Chapter 10 or in Chapter 30. And it, uh, that was the funnest part about writing the whole thing. I was just, you know, I could start a page, and by the end of that page or the end of the chapter, there's a whole new character that exists that I, I had not even thought of, you know, an hour before. And it, it, it just happened. It takes a life of its own. Um, I hear this with a lot of writers they don't necessarily know what they've written until they read it. it it's almost like channeling. It, it is. It's an it's a interesting process and because eight hours of writing goes by to me and it feels like one or two. It, I could literally sit when there and write it, all day yeah, and it feels like a couple of hours have passed. I can do a normal job and eight hours feels you know, like eight or ten, but... That, you, I think you've re, you're removing yourself from reality for the moment or whatever your current reality is, and you're in that world. Well, it's not just that. In what athletes call the zone. I mean, you've written into the night sometimes, haven't you? Plenty of times, you know. Yeah. And there's been, t- there's been nights when I've, I've sat down at 8 or 9 o'clock and began writing, and I've woken my wife up at 3.30 in the morning. You've got to read this. <laughs> Uh, Now, your history is in sales, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Any particular kind of sales, or did you do different things? I've done a few different things. Primarily, I've uh, I've been in industrial sales and in building materials, concrete, things like that. So for about 25 years now. So did that that have anything to do? with creating this story or creating you as a writer? Uh, As far as creating the story, as far as him being uh, running a development, large construction company, it did Mm -hmm. because I was familiar with that world, and I know some people that are in those type positions. I've dealt with them. I would say that my background lended itself to his career choice. Okay. Now, Mm -hmm. you made reference to a possible sequel. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what the sequel will be or how it will be? I do. It's, it's, it's in the works already. Um, oh. Yeah, I, there, there's some left, there were some open-ended scenarios. You know, Joan has relocated herself. Some right. of them. 
There are questions. We, and we don't even know John was rescued, but he, he was found on a pier. And that's, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And, and we don't know how he got there. I put the answer to how he got there in the book, but it's very subtle. And then there's money left uh, that uh, uh, was hidden away on a boat. Uh, so that oh, was not recovered. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as Sweet Afton ends, uh, John, Molly, and Afton are preparing to go on a sailing vacation in the Caribbean. So, you know, maybe paths will cross. <laughs> Who knows what will happen. There's money on uh, the other boat, Lawman. And, uh, you know, basically it got to a point where people were asking me, hey, we, we don't want these characters to die. We want to find out where, where do they go from here. So toward the end, I would say the last third of the book, I started thinking in my mind, uh, well, maybe this needs to be a, there needs to be a, at least one more. You know, the characters are there. Let's see where, what else can happen. That was my, going to be my next question. Is it going to be just a sequel, or is this going to be a trilogy? Or a, a... I would love for it to be a trilogy. Uh, that's that, that's my thought right now. Um, okay. And most of the characters that are in the first one will be in the this, this second one for sure. And uh, there was a couple of characters that I developed that I really liked. I didn't get to showcase them as much as I wanted to. Okay. Now, are, is there any plans to do anything else with this book? There is a movie plan. Uh, the book had been out for about three weeks, and I was contacted by a movie producer. Oh, and cool. I met I met him for dinner, and uh, so he was oh, he's very interested in producing it. Okay. When you get that call or an email early on, you're thinking, is this legitimate? You know, what is this, how is this even <laughs> happening? You know, then, you know, two days later, you're having dinner with the person. So, you know, it's, it's a real thing. So. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So if you could choose who was going to be in the film, who would you want? I don't yeah. know. And this is really strange. The older John... Uh, do you know who the actor Aaron Eckhart is? Sure, yeah. That's who I had in my mind. Aaron Eckhart can, is, is like a chameleon. He can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, would want a character, actor, and, and mm-hmm. something like that. I would love to just to write okay. all the time, so mm-hmm. I still work. Yeah, I, I'm still an outside sales rep. If I could you know, design a life where I can travel, I like to go out west a lot, and if I could be anywhere where I have a laptop and, and, and an Internet connection, I could work, and that, that would be yeah. my ideal. <laughs> it, it's, it's been very successful out of the gate, huge response. I've, I've written another book, and it's and not published yet. The people that have read it and test readers say, this is you know fantastic, this is what you need to do. I'm like, oh, well, I'm all for it. So now, Clint, is, we've got a few minutes left. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you wanted to? I think that covers it. You've done a great job. I've enjoyed talking about it. Oh, I, it's been a while since I have, you know, gone through it like that, and uh, it, it makes me want to read it again. You know? <laughs> <But> <laughs> I hope the people listening want to read it too. Maybe oh, yeah. people are being nice, but no one's been disappointed. 
Um, again, you're listening to In Other Words. I am your host of In Other Words, Susan Sher, and my guest today is Clint Moore. Okay, now, I'm sure by now everyone wants to run out and buy the book. So you've already mm-hmm. said you can buy it at Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also, and, and people can contact you, I assume, at clintmore.com. Sure. Mm-hmm. And you could also okay. purchase it directly from the publisher's website, Indigo That's, River. Yeah, Indigo River Publishing. And Clint mm-hmm. is spelled C-L-E-N-T. And more yes. is M-O-O-R-E. Yeah, I haven't been mispronouncing Clint. It's actually Clint. <laughs> no, that's correct. A family name. I was going to ask mis- that. Yeah, it was misspelled on my grandfather's birth certificate in 1927, <laughs> and it is stuck. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can reach him at clintmore.com. His Twitter yep. handle is at clintmoreauthor. And it's on. It's called Sweet Afton, like the Robert Browning poem. He's got a Facebook. Well, you know, he's got all the multimedia yeah, that you Facebook, generally have. Right. Yeah. You can contact me through the Facebook page. Uh, would be the right. easiest way. I get messages every day, mm-hmm. so and I'll respond to each one of them. Anyway, John. Uh, John, <laughs> that's the character. So Clint, thank you very much. This has been Thank a you. wonderful story, and you're welcome. And Appreciate you ha- it. Oh, my pleasure. And you've been listening to In Other Words. I'm your host of In Other Words, Susan Share. You can find me at inotherwordsgroup.com or at susanshare.com. You can also find me on iTunes, In Other Words, Talk Radio, and Podbean, in other words, talk radio. So thanks so much for joining us. Join us again. In other words. In other words.